Okay, Burlington on the spot. Thanks for coming in, Doc. You're welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself and just give a little background and let everyone know who you are and what you're doing and all sure. that good stuff? Sure. My name is uh, Dr. Rich Ramis. I'm a chiropractor at at uh, like the level, or uh, that's how I got into where we're at today. Um, been in this for 25 years, February 3rd. Uh, my dad was actually in this practice for 54 years. Um, we practice completely different than you know the old school uh but that's how that's how i am that's my i'm a why guy so if if somebody says that that can't be done or um you know i don't know why that is then i'm the why guy is like why why (laughs) why can't we especially in this day and age yeah it's like why can't we is there an answer well i don't know well i'm a why guy so <clears throat> that kind of gets me in trouble sometimes. You know, we, we jump down the rabbit hole. I've been down many rabbit holes, in, but it's just a learning process. So anyway, we're, we're uh, moved back into this community where I was born and raised, and uh, that's where my morals and values really came from, I believe, in small-town rural atmosphere. And I just want to bring, bring back to what I've gained um, of the 15 years that I was out and away from this area. And then come back and just take the knowledge that that I've learned, and then all those all those whys that I asked have have led me down different paths in different in the different styles of healing. That may be <clears throat> homeopathy. That may be in the world of acupuncture, nutritional meditation, hypnosis, um, uh, brain-based wellness, uh, stem cells. So I just that's where we're at. Yeah. And that's all those things I want to touch on because all of those things fascinate me, especially stem cells. And I know we're going to talk a lot about that. I guess I didn't realize too, that there was a hypnosis. You threw that one out there too. So all of those things and I know with stem cells, it's especially over the last few years, it's really kind of started bubbling up to the mainstream. You you have, you know, podcasts like Joe Rogan where people are going on there. I think it's getting more mainstream, I guess exposure. I don't know about acceptance per se, but how long has it's, stem cell been in the, like the mainstream consciousness? You know, I think that uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I knew about it five years ago, but it wasn't from within the United States. That was oh. from a friend of ours in in uh, Cabo, and his daughter or his dad they had went to Los Cabos, and so him and I as a friend, he's actually from Canada, and so then we got to talking about what happened, what happened to his dad. And what happened to his um, his wife? And so I was like, well, then if that's in in Mexico, then how can we make this happen for my patients or for this community? And so, long story short, then we end up getting into a um, conversation with this gentleman, and then he hooked us up to this place in uh, Guadalajara. And so that was like five years ago is when I first became known about it. Um, of using using stem cells. What happened down there specifically? You know? <clears throat> so he was his dad. Uh, his dad was uh, ninety. Um, he was on on twenty four seven care. He had to have someone in with him in the house. Had to have someone help him do showers, and so they went. And he had he had a systemic stem cell, which is an IV infusion. 
um, in uh, Los Cabos. So about six weeks later, they noticed that now he was forgetting his walker because before he was on his walker all the time, he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't navigate without a walker. Right. Um, and three months, then they're at church on a Sunday and he gets his dad's walker out. And so his dad takes off, walks into church. And so church is over and then they're back out to the car and they go looking around the car for his, for his dad and his dad's sitting in his back seat. And then wow. and he says, dad, where's your walker at? He goes, Oh, I left it in the church. <laughs> so he went from, he went from having to typically have to have somebody in the shower with him 24 seven care to now the two sons are like, dad, you got to slow down, you, you know? And, and then, then, uh, my friend, he said, one day I'm sitting in my house and my dad comes bopping in. He goes, Hey, let's go have a beer. And so his, his life completely changed. And so when I heard that story, I was like, wow, you know, if, if this can happen for one, then it can happen for a thousand and or more. Right. And, and so it's cutting the edge. And I've always been on that. I've always been back to that. Why that why guy, I've always been on that cutting the edge. Like, all right, why can't we do this? What's out there that that we can have and we can possess that we can help change people's lives? So that's where I started down that rabbit hole. And so that long story short is we actually became a liaison. Um, that company in Mexico is called Caravita, and where we became a liaison where we was, now this didn't manifest, but where we would have patients and we were going to, take them to Guadalajara, walk them through the whole thing and oh. for the treatment and then come back. So obviously that's a, that's a high dollar price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really now didn't manifest, but then that led me to believe like, all right, if we could go to those extremes to do that for these, for the people in Kit Carson County or surrounding counties to Guadalajara, then why can't we offer that in Kit Carson County? Right. Well, it, and I think too, it's one of those things where if you hear something like that <clears throat> and you, ha- you didn't know anything about it at the time, right? Correct. I mean, or, or not no, much. You, not much. I mean, we all, uh, yeah. So you then hear an actual story from somebody, you know, like that, somebody who's 90 and it's that life changing. That's where you must've been like, I want to go figure everything out. What is this? How does it work? Correct. And so that's why you were so ready to go down and figure that out. Correct. And then that next step was figuring out you can't, or I guess what was the progression then once you found that out here, it wasn't at that time, it wasn't a viable option here. Like you had to go down there and take somebody. You couldn't do it here. That's correct. That at that time, because of legality or correct because of legality reasons. And that was, that was not, um, they, they couldn't bring that into the States. And so Uh. we, we had to go, we had to go there. What year was that in? That was roughly five, six years ago. When did it change that then you could start doing it here? Um, I'm going to say three, two, I'm going to say probably three is two. I mean, this is to my knowledge. Okay. You know, there, there might've been, I mean, there, there might've been those avenues out there, but um, to my knowledge, that's where we're at on that time frame. So that's where you were. And then I guess walk me through how that happened, how you got involved with it here. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, that's just, that was a process then, then through Caravita is where the, it was just so, I mean, it was such a, it was such a price tag. 
to um, go down there to go to go down there you know i mean we got we have and, the, and you're there for a week and so i mean you know plane flights motels the stem cell injections themselves um and then potential follow-up if you're if we're dealing with diabetes or not immune so there's now there's more follow-ups and um now then also comes a piece of well you know my grandma can't travel right there and back i mean she that's not a viable option and so then it was like, all right, how can we how can we make this happen here? And so we had a friend that um, he was actually my my ex boss when I was back in the engineer days, and uh, his name's John, and I can share that name. And and so I was talking to John one time over dinner in the Springs with him and his wife Mary, and he said that um, he was looking at he was having to have a hip replacement, his left hip, he's seventy eight um, with MS. And used to be a pilot. He can't be a pilot no more because of his optic neuritis from an from MS. So he says, "What do you know about um, stem cells?" I said, "Well, I know a lot about stem cells. What, what do you want?" And he goes, "Well, I, like again, he needed his left hip replaced, and he's seen this advertisement on a KRDO in, in the Springs. Okay, and he he went and met with this medical doctor, and he and this medical doctor said, "Well, you know, I think you're a candidate um, for." Uh, stem cells instead of having a hip replacement. So <clears throat> I was asking him, all right, that's fine. But stem cells, st- stem cells is a broad category. So like out here, somebody says, well, I'm going to plant corn. Well, what corn are you going to plant? Because, you know, we could put down, you could sit five farmers in here and all five of you tell you which different seed to plant to get a better yield. Right. Okay. Right. You know, whatever that is, pioneer decal, whatever that may be. Well, stem cells in a way is the same because stem cells is not stem cells. I can say, well, it's an umbilical stem cell, or I can say it's an adipose stem cell, or I can say it's a bone marrow stem cell, or we can say it's a stem cell from your own blood, which is a PRP, a platelet-rich plasma, which based upon your age, there's not many stem cells in the blood. Mm. And so that's where I, so that's where John was talking about, and he goes, well, you know, I don't know that. Huh. I said, well, then if you don't know that, then you need to find out before you have that done. So he went back and talked to this medical doctor, and he says, well, we're going to do PRPs. And so John's 78. And um, at uh, 80, so I don't know about 78, but at age 80, one out of 400,000 cells has a stem cell. So at at 65, one out of 200,000 as a stem cell in our own body, in our own body, in our own blood, because as we age, then, then just like anything else, you know, as yeah, we, it just gets, it, it diminishes. Right? right. Right. And so, um, so I told John, I said, well, I said, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. I said, but mm-hmm. I have a solution. So at the meantime, then I've been working, been working with a, a place in the Springs. Um, and they, biogenics company who that's who we work with but not knowing not knowing the full ramification um behind uh umbilical cord stem cells so but i i knew the difference between a between the prps or adipose or a a bone marrow out of a 78 year old so we uh, made arrangements he went and had it done he had a, an injection i don't know the i don't know the mill the milliliters of the or the amount of cells he got, I can guess, but I don't know exact that. 
Four months later, post MRI, brand new hip, no surgery. Wow, <laughs> jeez. And so then, and that that wasn't the um, his own though. No, you, that, so that, that was after you own. consulted with him, he went back to that doctor, and they came up with a different solution. Or uh, no, or you? It the, was yeah. He went he went back to his doctor and found out that it was not an umbilical stem cell. Oh, and okay. so then he called, and I said, "All right, let me let me set you up." So I'm going to hit pause on there. Then, then I'm on a podcast because our office is brain-based wellness. So we really operate not, I mean, we are chiropractic at, at, at its core, but we look at, we look above the shoulders okay? because we, I mean, I can do whatever I want to do on the spine and that does have significant ramifications to our health. But now what happens if we tie in and looking into our higher upper motor cortex, looking into our emotions of our brain and how that interplays into our spine and into our, into our organs and how the organs are, are developing. You know, if I'm, if I'm in this constant state of anxiety and worry, then there's a really potential that I develop an ulcer. Yeah. Now, some people say, well, you have to have H. pylori bacteria for it to happen that. Well, if we're in the state of anxiety and worrisome, then our natural immune system is going to, is going to drop and we fight viruses and bacteria every single day. So then, then how can you say that based upon your anxiety, your, your, uh, your, this unknown that's creating this worrisome in your world that's decreasing your immune system, now your immune system can't fight what you are susceptible every single day. And then you, call, you create an ulcer, right? Right. So, so our office is brain-based wellness based upon that Maybe simple in my mind. It's simple, but maybe it's not simple um, concept. So when we when we're looking at the whole the whole aspect of 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 stem cells, then we're looking at this brain based wellness, and that's where I said pause earlier because I was on a podcast. I was listening to a podcast somewhere like to this, and um, on brain based wellness from a professional coach that I had twenty years ago. Okay, and his name is Dr. Bob Hoffman. And he's talking to this guy named um, Dr. Porter. And they just so be happening, interviewing a guy named Brian Svisky from Biogenics, who's a stem cells. Okay. So I just talked to my buddy John in the Springs, you know, a few months ago. And now I'm, I'm listening to these people that mentored me for 15 years and on how they have traveled the world to fix his wife's fibromyalgia and they've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and really didn't have no help. Then she gets an injection from the umbilical stem cells from biogenics and with three months she's pain free. And I, and, and now these guys are very good friends of mine and she is still pain free. Wow. Cause I know fibromyalgia that's, or I think I said that right. That's one of that's the one where you have pain, but you can't really figure out what it's coming from, right? Correct. Correct. They don't have a good. I mean, pain management is the only solution. I don't. There's not a cure or anything because doctors aren't sure what causes it. Is that, that that is correct. And typically, typically, fibro is is a complexity of of conditions. It, it's a complex of of toxicity, um, and that toxicity can be heavy metal toxicity. That can be pesticide toxicity. That could be emotional toxicity. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot tied into that, and that's why it's so difficult to 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 treat and deal with. And how long has she been pain free? 
Uh, that was uh, two years ago. And is she? Is this something she has to keep repeating then, like in, once in, every six months? In, or in, oh, she does three? once. She does once a year. Once a year. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's not bad. Okay, so then here's my question: On we're going to keep talking about stem cells. We went into that. Sure. So let's take it. Somebody who, like, even my mom, and and I might know a little bit more, but she wouldn't know anything or somebody listening to this that doesn't have any idea. Like what, what is a stem cell exactly? Where, you know, I mean, can you help us understand that and you know, where it comes from and then where the therapy comes from and just give us a little bit of detail. Like, I don't know anything. Okay, sure. So, so, and I'm, I'm going to, and I'm going to talk in the world of biogenics is because that's the company that we use. Okay. But from, from a, a typical stem cell is pretty much going to act the same except the fact that, if we're dealing into a different type of a cell, and so a, a different cell, what's called a mesenchymal cell mm-hmm. or a hemopoietic cell. And so there, there's different cells, but those are the two cells that really are with, um, with biogenics stem cells. Gotcha. So those cells have the ability to duplicate or replicate whatever tissue they come in contact with. Oh. Okay, so, so let's... So Back to bare, back to bare bones. The umbilical cord. The umbilical cord is in that, you know, in that mommy, and tied to that embryo, and through that umbilical cord is what allows the the embryo to to grow into that little boy, little girl, right? Right. So that's the that's the channel that that it goes through, um, and there's, there's a lot a lot of components inside of that umbilical cord. But for, for simple, simplicity's sake, mm-hmm. then, then we're talking about the mesenchymal cell. So those cells, like I said, have the ability to replicate anything that it comes in contact with. And there's no, there's no blood typing. There's no blood matching. There's no RNA, DNA matching that needs to be done because that is, those are completely virgin. Um, they're called omnipotent. So... You know, I'm going to say this if you believe it or not, but but it's it's like God. It's omnipresent, okay? Right, omnipotent. That that it has it has the ability to to potentialize anything that it comes in contact with. So either we can so on the therapy part, um, we can either do it a, a single injection into a into a muscle fiber, okay, or in an injection into a joint capsule. Or we can do an IV injection into directing a potential organ that's in that's in trouble. Gotcha. So it's almost like a it's like a miracle cell, basically. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, if it can if it can turn into anything else and it can help heal, I guess those all that, those different things. I mean, it really is that, like a, that is that is completely correct. I mean, huh. Completely correct. It is it is in, in my opinion it is the absolute closest thing on the planet. That that is that that miracle cell. No, it, it's that silver bullet. Gotcha. Now, do you think more traditional doctors and is is it getting more widespread acceptance now? Are it, we seeing that, or what do you think? Um, I, I'm going to say I, I'm going to say my jury's out okay. at, at the moment. Um, we we we've had in the so November fifteenth will be our first year anniversary of doing stem cells. So. In that first year, we've had more, we've had we we've had more battles um, with 
with docs, then there had people acceptance. And so an interesting concept is through the VA. So, so Biogenics company is the only stem cell company that the Veterans Administration uses for all their people. The only company. So I have found out a conversation through my rep that we had dealing with a gentleman that is facing kidney transplant. And so he says, well, we can totally get him into the VA. Of course, now with the whole COVID thing, right. that's a, that's a crapshoot. However, he stated that there are docs in the VA in Denver that do stem cells. Uh-huh. But majority of the docs in the VA don't believe in stem cell therapy. Huh. So based upon that verbiage, based upon what he told me, I, st- I still think it's it's a minority, not a majority. And that's just because they are stuck in a mindset of like traditional Western <clears throat> medicine versus other things that could potentially work and they're not being taught in school yet. I mean, it seems like th- maybe down the road it'll get adopted, but right now it has to go through all these things before it actually becomes widely accepted. Right. I uh, Yeah, because it's, it's there, there's, there's most of what I've heard in the last year is like, well, you know, you're just wasting your money that there's no research. Well, if you go PubMed.gov right now, that's the online medical library, mm-hmm. there's over 600,000 studies of showing the efficiency of what stem cells can do. Now, a lot of those studies says, well, we need further research. Well, that's double-blind studies. And they, that's that's just how, that's what the verbiage they use. But it is being, it is being widely used, but it's not, you know, and I can't say it's not being taught in, in med schools because I haven't went through med school. Right. But I'm, I would make the assumption that's not a mainstream curriculum in Right, in, in yet. There. Yeah. Yet. You know, and so we've had, actually in the last month, we've actually had three patients that come through and they see our signs in the, in the office about stem cells. And they say, well, you know, I have an insurance that pays for that. It's like, oh, really? So they bring it in and we go through and look at it. But it's on only based upon cancer. That, gotcha. that they are, there's additional rider that, the insur- that they have through their insurance that states that, yes, if, if you're being treated for cancer, then there, could, there may be coverage. And I say may because there's insurance. Yeah. I mean, you know, who the, well, who in the heck knows? <laughs> no, you don't know. And they're all different. So you don't right. know what they're actually going to cover, what they're going to pay. Transparency is right. really. Right. Why, e- yeah. yeah. Even if they do tell you that they're going to pay for it. And, right. you know, now you're half a million in and they say, oh, yeah, you know, because of this definition. And that's, and that's the key is, is when I, when I read the definition, it's like, well, Based upon def, based upon the definition, doesn't doesn't cover us because it talks about it talks about transplantation, and so in that definition, transplantation is that it's coming from a different source, not within your own, and so based upon that, they don't they don't cover it, okay. based upon one word. Right, but I mean the fact that some are actually covering it and like have it as an option that's a good sign yes i mean that means you must start seeing oh okay yes it is and it you you hear all these there's podcasts there's um big celebrities like rogan i mentioned that are that have people on talking about results it can't all i mean you know at some point you have to be like addressed that it works right you know and i get that there's different versions and with anything right there's going to be um snake oil salesman or thing like that you know that gives it a bad name i guess that's a good question what are the misconceptions 
about that. So the biggest, I mean, the, the or people why they might not want to do it. <clears throat> the one big misconception is is that it comes from abortive fetuses. I mean, we we have a big sign in our office, and this has happened multiple times that they've walked in, especially like a say like a new patient. They don't know me, right? And, and they come in the office, and and they'll say, um, "The last lady said, sir." She goes, sir, I just have to ask. She says, so you do stem cells? I said, yes, we do. So are you using aborted fetuses? I said, no, we're not. She says, are you sure? I said, I'm 100% absolutely sure. And if that was the only way doing stem cell, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. You know? And so based upon that, that's illegal in the United States. And so you go clear back into that's where – that's where why United States is so far behind. And I think actually that comes on when, wasn't Joe Rogan, uh, Mel Gibson? Yeah, I was think it? he was on there. I didn't see that yeah, whole episode, so it but was, it was like his dad. He was talking about his went dad. On, yeah. But it worked. Yeah. I mean. Took him to Panama. Yeah. Yeah. And so so the back in the whole Bush administration is when they shut down all research on stem cell because there was that whole question in, in that in that argument like, all right, are they coming from border feces? Are they coming from abortions? Are they, where are they coming from? You know, and, and so all that was shut down for that period of time. But I do know that that was shut down in the Bush administration up until recently. But the rest of the world yeah, has just been cranking it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they still been, they still been doing the research and, and who knows where they use it, where right. it comes from. You know, I, that I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably where some of the misconception comes from because not everyone has the rules that we have or regulations. Correct. And I know I'm sure there's, you don't know how much you see that's true, but you always see stories of sketchy things going on in China or other countries right. with research. So, well, that's good. Um, what Any other things that you hear from people, like why they wouldn't want to do it? or Is it that the main question you get? Or uh, The main question is... is uh, um, how do I know it's going to work? Yeah, will it work? I was going to say that to you. You know, is, is how, how, they, how do you know it's going to work? And so we go, so I, it, it's that piece that we go back to that it comes from the umbilical cord. In biogenics, all the cords that they, they collect from is a successful, healthy pregnancy within the United States. And only 2% of those pass the three-tiered testing process to make sure that they are absolutely clean of of all diseases of of all genetic dispositions. Oh wow! Okay. So so you think about and I and I don't know. I know at one time there was like forty seven hospitals. Um, I'm sure that number's grown by now. I don't get into those those kind of logistics. Right. Um, but only two percent of all those passes in order for us doctors to use. And and it's just not you know in in, in yes we're a chiropractic office. I don't do the injection. Right. You have a nurse, right? So, or, yeah, we have a nurse practitioner. Okay. And, and that is required by law in, in the state. We can actually use a physician assistant, but a nurse practitioner is, is much easier to, to go that route. It's less hoops we have to jump through. Um, and that in itself was, a, was a, a blessing that we were able to do this because um, that's not easy to find a nurse practitioner that wants to come from a metro area to rural Colorado um, right. to do injections, stem cell injections. One, now you, you, you still got to figure out, find the person that believes in an alternative therapy to 
to surgery or whichever. And, you know, and I'm not knocking surgery because there's a time and place for that. Right. But there's also a time and place and a prevention for, for other measures such as stem cells. So the biggest thing is that, like, how do I know that it's going to work? So it goes back to that piece is that's a biblical cord that is God-derived. That baby, that embryo will not grow into a, into, into a successful, healthy infant without that, without that umbilical cord. And those cells are harvested from that cord, which is the, which is the lifeline to that baby. Then how does it not work? Right. And so these are uh, people that have donated. Is that how it yes. works? Yes. Yeah. And then do you, is there going to be a shortage then? I mean, as this gets more, because I'm just thinking that through, right? I mean, how, because it's a pretty small percentage that actually, if you're doing genetic testing or making sure that's yeah. that 2%, I mean, so at some point, is it going to be, if it does get wider acceptance, I could see how that could be a problem too, right? It's, it, I, you know, it is a potential, but I, but I don't think, I, I can't say it would never be a shortage, but I, I'm being in, been in this practice for 25 years and mm-hmm. being around my dad for all that time before he passed, I, I don't, I do not see um, stem cell therapy be covered by insurance for joint replacement or for, to help, um, to help someone with their diabetes or to help someone with their. Cause it's not cost effective and it won't no, be. No, not at all. I mean, you know, and, and it, it's the, it's the world that we live in. Um, if we look at, let's say, let's say we take a, a patient that has diabetes. Okay. So typically, I mean, that typically that patient, I mean, it may or may, she or he or may not be overweight, but I'll pick on, I'll pick on a guy. I can do that because I'm a guy. <laughs> so, so we see, yep. so we, so we see, we, we take a farmer because that's where we live. All right. Okay. So we got this farmer, he works hard, um, but is uh, what he puts in his mouth is kind of what he probably grew up moving from his mom and dad. Well, because of all the, all the process that our, that our seeds and, and our food goes through, it's not like what we used to have when, when my mom and dad was working, right, and, and growing up. So now I have this patient that, has, that works hard all the time. He probably might not eat healthy, um, under a lot of stress, and I really don't get, don't like to jump into that stress word, but it is, it is a part of life. Right. So now all of a sudden he has diabetes. So there's potential that with the diabetes he's overweight. There's a potential that he has blood pressure issue. There's a potential that his blood chemistry shows he has high cholesterol. Yep. That his lipids are high. Mm-hmm. So now typically that person's going to be what's in a meta, potential what's called a metabolic syndrome because he has those conditions. So most likely he's on a metformin or he's on a, he's on a, some type of blood sugar issue. He's on some type of a blood pressure issue mm-hmm. or a blood pressure med. He's probably on some kind of a statin cholesterol. All right. So now let's say, so, and, and that's, that's evolving. That's lifelong. Right. right. So in, in the, in the farm world, in the pharmaceutical world, that's big. Right. So, yeah. so now let's say if we would do, we would take that single individual and we would give them, we, we would give them, and he said if he's, if he's over 200 pounds, then he has to have a dose of 90 million stem cells. So we do an IV infusion, 90 million stem cells, and it changes his, changes his blood chemistry. 
It changes his blood sugar. It changes his liver functions, which in turn will probably change his his uh, hypertension in his heart. It could be potential to change the kidney functions. Now what happens? Now he may start losing weight. Now he may say, hey, you know what? I feel a little bit better. Maybe I want to change my lifestyle. Maybe now I want to be reliant on myself a little bit more, not on my meds. And so now the game may change. And now, instead of feeling all the medicines, now he's feeling better. Now he has, has a different game in his, in his picture. Maybe he's, now he's starting to have a different lifestyle. Maybe he says, you know, gosh, maybe I should think about what I'm eating. Do I go through McDonald's every morning before I head to the field? Or do I be, am I a little proactive and, and do something for myself? So now if you look at that in, in a 20, 30, 40-year process, and even if you have to have injection every two years, because, because the stem cells, they, they replicate. So he doesn't get just 90 million stem cells stuck in his vein because within 28 hours, those 90 million stem cells duplicate. So now there's 180 million in there working on him. So if you think about 180 million little factory workers working on, working on the organs in his body based upon the hierarchy that, that, that is going on. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is by the inflammatory markers that the organs are, are kicking off. Right. So those duplicate for a year. So let's say, and I don't even know what that number is. I haven't, I haven't crushed that number. Um, what 90 million is is doing in the year's time i mean that's a big number that's a lot yeah yeah so let now let's say now all of a sudden his life changes in a year let's just say a year yeah now he's not on these meds now look at what the cost of those meds for 20 30 40 years is to big pharma now they don't get it right it's true and so so it, unfortunately it comes it comes to this point of that that um, being reactive in in pharmaceutical world or being proactive in the stem cell world. Yeah, and it almost there's other things like that. I think like CBD. Absolutely. There's other things Absolutely. where you can see them fighting that. Absolutely, and, and, and it makes sense. I mean, you don't have to be a brain scientist to be like, okay, you're going to be taking a big piece of that pie. Right. You know what I mean? So of course they're going to push back, or or inevitably they're going to want to take it over. Right. True. That would be the other thing where That's it's like, okay. If, if we're going to do this, then we're going to try and take it over and we'll be the ones that administer it and make all the money off of it. So I can see that with that scenario, <clears throat> if you have all those things going on and you get it right. So you have, cause I have a lot of, you know, family history like that. Mm-hmm. So you have heart history, diabetes and all those things. And you were to take it. It just basically, if you do it uh, through an IV, it's searching out trouble areas versus like taking it locally. Right. Like if you were going to try and concentrate it towards, that was one of the Correct. things on Rogan where they were talking sports science some athletes are using it, I think. Right. Like if you have a local, like your shoulder or something, you know, and trying to get a shot directly in. Correct. Versus an IV. So the IV is going to find all those things and continue to work. Correct. And, and, it, and it finds that out is because the, so like in our office, when we, we have a protocol, so three, three days before your injection, then, then we do a full med review. But three days before that, we want to make sure that you're, you are not taking any anti-inflammatory. 
either either prescription over the counter or natural. So not even like a fish oil. No ibuprofen. Uh, uh, no no ibuprofen at all. You can do Tylenol if we if you're going to have to be for pain relief. Okay. Which which a lot of our people they've they've come to us. They have they have they have bulges, uh, disc bulges yep. in their neck or their lower back or you know they have a, they have a a blown knee or they their knee replacement or they've had failed back surgery. So most of them mm-hmm. they've been in a lot of pain. So they we, they can still do the Tylenol factor, but any kind of anti-inflammatory, like I said, from from a from an omega three fatty acid to um, Celebrex or whatever it may be, they they can't take that for three days. And the reason is is because we want that area of the body. Oh, okay. Because it's going to be inflamed, gotcha. and so it's going to be kicking off a signal. It's going to be kicking off an inflammatory signal. So when those cells are injected either locally into the joint mm-hmm. or into the muscle or into the IV. You want it to be. They will pick up. Then that's the beauty of the, the mesochymal hemopoietic cell. They will pick up that inflammatory marker and they will go directly to that area and begin fixing it. Wow. So you want it to be as inflamed as possible. Yeah. So it's easy for it to find it and go right to the area that needs yeah. it the most. Yeah. Actually, we had one lady that reminds me she had, she has, she had two back surgeries and then um, multiple other kind of injections. So she came to us, and so she was a candidate. She was, all right, we want to do this. Well, so she, she made sure she cleaned her house. She mowed your yard, everything, <laughs> the day before she had her injection. She's like, you want to see inflammation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she had and great, right. hey, and great success. <laughs> uh, so how many other people are you seeing that are doing these type of, I don't think there's anyone around here, right? I mean, in, in our region, no. is there anyone? I mean, no, there's not. We, so we've done our, we did our study um, before we put our billboard up on I-70. Just, it's just uh, east of the Kansas exit or the uh, Canada exit. So when we did our study, then uh, there's, there might be one person up in North Dakota, um, but that's a kind of a maybe hit or miss. But far as I, far as what we could find, um, going north, uh, you're going to go into Canada. You go really? south in Albuquerque. Of course, the front range is, is Denver. Do they have? Yeah, oh well, yeah, Denver. Yeah, okay. Denver and Springs has it, and then uh, um, heading east to Salina, Wichita. Gotcha. So there's a, I mean, there's a big area that that you know nobody's doing it. And like I said, I mean, it, it wasn't e- it, not easy to make this all happen, especially out here. Yeah, Especially that's, that's awesome that you got it to happen. So is there a place where you guys as a community are sharing stories, you know, just like best practices and stuff? Because I don't know, is there some place where it gets talked about a little bit? Or um, is it just each individual person on podcasts? You know, I mean, it's just like you hear these stories that are like life changing. And I just, I don't know. Is there a place where you guys share these stories? The only place, or? I mean, the place we share in it, we, I mean, we have a testimonial book inside the office with their testimony, and their picture. Mm. Um, and then we, uh, you know, putting them on, on our website. Right. But otherwise, uh, I, don't, I don't. Well, and I know that there's, I get HIPAA and there's going to be issues with that and stuff, I guess. But I mean, it's just, I was just wondering if you guys like other, other um, health and wellness doctors, chiropractors, if there was a place where you guys were trying you know, to I share this stuff. I right? don't, I don't think so, but that's a great idea. And just cause I mean, it would be cool because if more people see that and you're like, this is, this happened. Right. You know, and then, then they are going to be more apt to be like, well, how do I get involved with that? Right. Especially if you're like curing people of things. And I know cure is a, a bad word, but if it's life changing therapy. Right. You know. Right. And, so. it, and it's always, I mean, in, in, 
I could probably say, I could probably say with a shadow of a doubt that that there may be somebody on the fence. Like we're getting ready to do our injections. We have another, we do them once a month. So next Friday we'll we'll do our injections. It's typically what we do is on a Friday, and they may be on the fence. And we say, hey, you know, here's a COPD guy, and and here's his testimonial. And they read it. It had COPD. It had COPD. Okay. Yeah, that, that you know, National Jewy says you got to put your affairs in order. There's nothing else we can do for you. And and he's under. He's on 25 meds a day. Literally 25 meds a day. Now he's on 11. And and he was under. He tried to commit suicide. He was under suicide watch. Now now the, the hospital, the doctor's office, not the hospital, the doctor's office had called him, and said, uh, um, "Well, we haven't heard from you in eight months." We just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, and he says, well, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a stem cell infusion, and my life has changed. Wow. Yeah, what he, did they, they're like, okay. Yeah, his story is absolutely amazing. And he's from uh, Kimball, Kimball, Nebraska. Um, he, hadn't, he hadn't driven in three years. I mean, he, he showed in the office about two months ago, and typically he pulls his wife, drives, um, He's in, he's in the, obviously the passenger side. He carries in his, or he rolls in his oxygen bottle, sits in the first chair. He sits there 15, 20 minutes before he can get his air to go back to the treatment room just for a chiropractic treatment because that does seem to make him, to help him out. Two months ago, roughly two months ago, then uh, I saw him pull up, and he didn't pull up in the handicap spot. Oh. And he was driving. Right. Which I've never seen him drive in my life. That's pretty and, awesome. And when he walked in, he, he didn't have his oxygen bottle in, in, in his travel thing. He was carrying it. And he walked in, into the front office and stood there and talked to us for the entire time before we took him back to his office. He never did once sit down. And I said, I said, you got tan lines. He goes, yeah. He goes, I've done more stuff in this spring than I have done in three years. This gentleman. How old is he? Uh... 76, I think. 76 or 78. So I think he's 76. Yeah. And he couldn't even take the dishes, wash the dishes off out of the sink for lunch and put them in the dishwasher while he was on oxygen without having to sit down. He couldn't take the laundry out of the washing machine and put them in the dryer without sitting down because he was fatigued. Completely doing that. Right. Now he's ripping shrubs out. He's planting grass. He's driving. Um, he's sassy as hell. Before he wasn't that way. We didn't feel good. He couldn't uh, breathe. It just depressed. And, you know, right. um, and uh, he his as his at the bottom part of his testimony, which is my office, it basically states that he goes, I have my life back and I can enjoy my grandchildren now. Gotcha. How, and then how long has he been on this, on the protocol? December. So just a year? Uh, or coming up under a year. Yeah, yeah. Time's all weird because the and, last and he, eight months. And he's supposed so. to be, and he's actually, his protocol was actually supposed to get a second and second injection. And so I called him, talked to him. I said, you know, and, and he says, well, let me, know, let me know how you're doing. All right, so I called him like three months. And so he should have had another one at six weeks. And he goes, well, he goes, I had my, I had my lung function test done. And my pulmonologist walked in here and he goes, this is impossible. Lungs do not regenerate. He goes, well, you know, he goes, what'd you do? And so he told him. And, and this guy in Nebraska, he was, completely, he was completely on board. 
Well, yeah, if you see yeah. something like that happen, then you got to start asking questions or you're not a good doctor. Well, you know, I'm not trying to say it, but right. I'm not a doctor. So I'm just saying, if you see something like that, you have to start, your oath is to making healing people, not to just an institution, you know, or, right. so, I mean, I would think that that would start to warrant you to start researching that. Yes. So. I mean, for the most part, you know, but, but not always. We've, we've, we've ran into that where, where they like, they've, They've seen other patients, and they'll still say, well, you're just wasting your money. So, well, I mean, couldn't there be a case where maybe it doesn't work for everyone sure, the same? I sure. Because everybody's body's different? Sure, absolutely. You know, we, we've had, and we do have um, two. We, we do have two people that they had their injections done. They did really, really well for six months, completely pain-free. And now, the, now they're experiencing discomfort again. But it is not at the magnitude that it was before. Before, they, they didn't want to get up and do anything. They didn't want to get up and clean their house. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to navigate. Now, they can still do it, but they have discomfort. So still, their quality of life changed. Right. So you think professional athletes are starting to use this too? Oh, We're I, not hearing I, about it? I, like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I, mean, I think in the world of professional athletes has probably been there for a very, very, very long time. Really? I really think so. Like, I, like 10 years or more and they've been doing it or? Well, I, I bet, I bet, especially your, your great athletes, your, your elite oh, athletes. And because they and, could get it from other countries sure, earlier they can, and stuff, they just can like go maybe jump, steroids or. They can go jump the pond. You know, they, they got the, they got the money to fly to Germany or Russia or wherever they want to go to have that done. Hmm. And there's no law saying you can't do that. Gotcha. Huh. I didn't even think about that, that it might have been in the NFL already for years and we didn't even know it. Oh, it's very possible. To heal and to get back on, when there's that kind of money involved. Right. Right? Because right. that's that's your business. It's your body. So. Right. Huh. Interesting. I had never thought about that. Well, and then uh, anything else on stem cells do you think that we should know before I kind of segue into some other sports medicine um, and just you know i i mean I'll, I'll do my personal story is that so four weeks ago tomorrow then i had my own stem cells done oh, i didn't i didn't realize that you did that so i did a we did a full panel we did a full pa fasting blood panel i did did every value that i could pretty much that we could pretty much do as far as a measurable um and then i had a because i really pretty much in general health besides a little overweight um borderline flow back and forth with blood sugar issue Okay. Um, and so I had a 60 million stem cell IV infusion to basically reset, reset my, my health. Okay. So have that potential of, of resetting, of resetting my health back from, you know, eight to 15 years. So we will redo a study in, in 90 days, a new blood panel. And we'll do that every 90 days for a year, because as I mentioned before, that the stem cells will duplicate or replicate right. for the next 12 months. So we are going to do um, every same, the, the same type of blood chemistry work for the next 90 days for a total year and see where I'm at at a year. So within, within four weeks, so in four weeks I've dropped 15 pounds. Okay. I haven't done anything different. Um, dropped three notches or increase, I guess. Yeah, I better say I don't know how that works. Increase, decrease notches on my belt. <laughs> Nonetheless, it's better. <laughs> okay, you've lost weight. Gotcha. Yeah. And when um, did you do your your uh, injection? Four weeks ago, 
uh, tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's why and, I didn't know. Okay. And within three, you. and within three days, I mean, and there's a healing crisis. I mean, typically everybody will have some kind of healing crisis. So I had like this massive headache for like three hours. Just, it just, it was, it wasn't fun. So how long did it take to do the injection? Is that like an all day thing? Oh or no, I mean, it's like, 30 minutes. Okay. And then are you just taking the whole day off after that? You're I take three rest? days. So is that what the typical person does? Yeah. So you yeah. need to go in, do it and then just bed, just taking it easy for three uh, days? Yeah. You or? don't have to be bed rest for, okay. for three days, but you need to, you need to chill out. You know, don't be going out tilling your yard and, and. You're just letting your body adjust and get used to right, it. Right, because the, the other piece of that is you don't want to go out and do and do something like I'm out in my yard and I crash on my knee and I jack up my knee. Uh-huh. Well, then even though I did the, the stem cells IV, they're inside of me, right? Right. So if I jack up my knee, now all of a sudden this knee's going to go boom. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it's going it to go right get to that. Inflamed. And so you're going to have 15 20% of those take off or even maybe more, but definitely 15 20% of those take off and go, go to the area of injury. Huh. And so we just we just want you to chill out. So you did your blood panel before you did this, absolutely. And then was it uh was it like just basic, right? Like LDL, HDL, and then like liver and kidney and all yeah, that, I mean, or was it like that bigger one that you can do that no, has all those metrics? Yeah, we do we we do the big one. Okay, you know, and, and and for me, I mean, this does have nothing to do with stem cells, but for me, then we also did our four. I mean, we did four baseline cancer markers, just because I'm 55. My dad died died of prostate cancer. And so we'll say, hey, let's let's set a let's set a baseline here. Let's be let's be preventive. How do you do that? I mean, like, what are those cancer? How do, I didn't oh, even I, know there it, was like a test, or is it just it, it just it's just on our requisition form on our on our labs now? So that's through us. Okay. So you know, to go have that done for your insurance to pay for it, well, they're not going to do that because if you just say, well, I want to get tested mm-hmm. for cancer. Well, do you have cancer? No. Do you have any signs of cancer? No. Well, they we. In, we can't do it. I mean, but somebody could make that. Is it super expensive? I mean, to do a test like that, or no? Huh? No, not. I mean, not not through. I'm I'm in a co-op of of docs that we have we have negotiated pricing with Quest Labs and and LabCorp Labs, and so that, that we have these we have these this ability to for a wellness check. And that's that's the that's what we call it is a wellness check, and so we can look at all that. We can establish baselines, huh. not wait until you get that, that right that diagnosis, and you know, like holy crap, now what? Well, and I don't even think people should wait until they're in their fifties, no. you know. Or I mean, because if you have that in your in your family history, you should you need to start looking at those things in in your twenties, correct? Because there's certain things that you don't find out, especially in our culture with. Men, I don't know if it's changing, but a lot of men don't go to the doctors, especially when they're young. Mm-hmm. They're not going and getting physicals every year. Right. And if you have that in your history and the American diet and everything, I mean, there's people with high blood pressure that that's genetic. There's right. nothing you can do about that. I mean, you could even change your diet right. and even cholesterol and stuff. So it just feels like if you could do that with cancer too, if you know it's in your family, probably more people want to start doing that too. Right. And in adult, I mean, you know, in Typically, I mean, I'm not a cancer expert, but typically that just doesn't happen overnight. Like I wake up this morning and I have it. That right. It's been brewing. It's yep. been, it's been in there brewing for years and years and years and years, just like breast cancer. You know, it's, it's, it just don't happen overnight. The woman may find, you know, in the shower, like, geez, I didn't notice this lump before, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's, it's been there. It's been working. It's just that finally now I've, I find a symptom. 
and now I go get the blood test. Well, let's you know, let's step back. Let's let's take a let's take a different picture, and and let's see if we can get a different result by doing something different. You know, but in the but the thing that's the change, and it's so it's so hard for people to have a conscious thought of a change, regardless of what it is, especially yeah. for your health. Right. Well, but I think one thing for me that changed is when I started going every year, like my mindset changed mm -hmm. from being where you're not in there and, ooh, should I go do that? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I want to I go. And I want right. to figure out everything right. that I can do to improve or catch it ahead of time. But it's a weird shift you have to have right. to, to feel comfortable with that. And so now that fascinates me, you know, with the cancer and the wellness test. And yeah. Maybe uh, I definitely think when in that first, the next time you do your blood work, it'd be cool to have you back on. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, that'd be neat to hear what it is and what the differences were before and after because you can talk about that. I mean, that's you, right? Yeah, you know? and, and that I mean, that's and we have a handful of people. You're the that, guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm completely fine. You know, yeah. because because I mean, this you know, walk the talk, right? Have I mean, you noticed a difference? I mean, have oh, you, are my, you feeling it already? Yeah, or? I already I already feel different. My flexibility, I noticed in three days, in in my flexibility, like. Like to bend over, pick something off the floor. I mean, I could still do it, but it's like it wasn't like what I could do five years ago. You know, definitely not ten years ago. You know, it was just stiff. I mean, it was just you know, it just wasn't as easy doing things or or uh, crawling around the yard digging goat heads or whatever it may be, or mm -hmm. and then getting up. You know, getting down is not the problem, right? You know, but getting up yeah. um, and just <laughs> just just noticed just just noticed a whole change in, in that. My sleep pattern has changed for the better. Um, one of the crazy things that's happened is that, so, um, this is probably part of my weight issue, but is that my, my hobby is gourmet cooking. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, and that so, can be a problem. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, especially when you've got a pair, you know, you just cannot have, have that fish or that steak or whatever that may be, or that chicken and not pair it with a great wine, you know, right. I mean, you just can't do it. I <laughs> no, mean, they go hand in hand. That's right. You know, it's like, you know, turn the switch on the light bulb supposed to come on. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Don't trust. Yeah. Don't, don't trust, trust the skinny, skinny chef. chef. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so nighttime, nighttime is, is that like, off of work, my dinner time is just like my, that's like my ritual time. I mean, you know, I. Because you love to cook. I, I love to cook. And, and, it's, and, you know, it's typically if it's me or some of my friends. But we're always pushing the envelope. Like, all right, let's, what, what else can we do? What else can we do? You know, let's, let, what, what twist can we do on this, on this brisket or these ribs or, or this salmon we brought in from Alaska or right. whatever, you know. Right. The crazy thing is, is now, is that. I gotta, I gotta make myself eat at night mm. because I'm not, I don't have that. I don't have like this, this crave. I don't want to say craving, but I don't have this true desire to, Hey, let's destroy the kitchen tonight and make something great. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see too in a couple more months and get yeah. the blood work and all of that. Huh? Yeah. You'll definitely have to come back for that. That'd be good to see. And then, Anti-aging, right? I mean, yeah. we've talked a little bit about that. Um, are you doing anything with that outside of stem cells right now? Or I'm, I'm just interested in some of the other stuff you're doing because I know you have the sports medicine side, and I wanted to get your opinion on, you know, anti-aging, where mm -hmm. we're at with that, maybe NMN and some of the – because you mentioned metformin. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that some people are taking metformin. Mm-hmm. I told you about the doctor, um, Dr. David Sinclair from Harvard. And he's a big proponent of NMN and then metformin. And he does that every day for anti-aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know much about that. Okay. Um, on the on the anti on the anti-aging factor. But so anti-aging, I mean so if we have, I can't say that we truly coin that in the office, but we do do things in the anti-aging as far as like we do. In, so anti-aging for breast health, we do thermography. So that's a high, high infrared digital, digital camera. Is that really anti-aging? What is it? Um, I mean, so what does that do? Exactly? So what that does, that picks up, that picks up um, any kind of metabolic activity. So that has... Thermography actually has a potential of of picking up thermo- picking up activity, metabolic activity anywhere, but specifically the breasts. Um, five to eight years before before mammogram will pick it up. Really, really. So, what is that procedure like? Is it like a mammogram? Or? Nope, nope. It's a high digital infrared camera, expensive camera. We bring a consultant out from um, Centennial. She comes to my office once a month. And then uh, the room has to be like at 68, 70 degrees. And then um, it's uh, like a six-foot distance between the camera and then the, then the patient. Um, and they, they do high digital resolutions. And it, that picks up that metabolic activity. Gotcha. And that's for men too? I mean, you can yep. I mean. Yeah, men and women. <clears throat> and so it's scanning kind of your whole body and then it's yeah, seeing. You have, you have your options. You have your options. You can do a full body or you can do an upper torso. Um, typically, that's typically what most people do is upper torso. And so that's basically from the top of the head to um, the bottom of the belly button. What kind of people are doing that? I mean, um, is that like somebody who like, I something's wrong, I'm not sure what, or is it people that are trying to prevent, preventative, where you like, hey, at I'm age 40. It's time to go in and do it. So 90%, 90% of them are women. Um, and if you have, if, if you have, if you're a woman and you have any kind of history of, of breast cancer or any kind of cancer, then really at age 21, then you should start establishing baselines. Um, there's, there's no, there's no uh, radiation to that. There's no damage to it. Um, there's no touching. There's no smashing. There's no nothing right. to that. So for a, for a man, then yes, you definitely do that to establish baselines. I mean, even for a woman that don't have that, there, there should still be those baselines um, established. So, so what would it look like? I mean, where you've seen like a trouble area, I mean, is that where you do it and you're like, Hey, I'm noticing something. I mean, how does it? So, yeah, I mean, it would different, different organs, different areas show different things like the thyroid. Um, it's like blue. If it's really, really blue, then that's not a good sign. Um, like in a breast area or in in the in the neck area or lower abdomen, they'll be they'll be red, um, Kidding, huh? and then but then there may be a part that it's it's really red and and it has a white center in it. That's not cool. So what is that? What could that potentially be? Well, that could potentially be cancerous. Okay, so it's but but here it's a diagnostic tool. I mean, it's just it's just that prevention. It's a preventive tool to say, hey. I th- see something. There's something going on here. So let's now let's investigate more. And then and typically and sometimes that does have to lead and go and do a mammogram. But at 21, you're typically not going to do a mammogram. So let's say let's say that that now I'm not I, but let's say there's a lady at 25 and their aunt died of, of breast cancer. 
And at age 25, they, there's a baseline taken. The baseline in thermography established, let's say we take it today. In three months from now, we're going to do another one. Those two studies will, con will establish your baseline. All right? So that everything's cool, then let's do another one in a year. Now, let's say in a year, now I'm 26. And now, now we see, hey, there's, there's a change here. So it doesn't make more sense and be more proactive to say, all right, let's go investigate this now and not wait until I'm 40. Yeah, and how long does it take? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And then it, does insurance cover that or? No, insurance doesn't cover that. So, but it's like, it's uh, like um, $225. Okay. I mean, in, we're, when we're talking the world of, of potential cancer, that is peanuts. No, I totally agree. And I think that as, as you get older, you start to see it through a different lens. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When that, making that case to somebody who's in their 20s, you just, but if they have that history, and a lot of times that history brings other problems, so they're going to be more apt to understand that. Correct. Because if they have that history, then they've, that means that somebody else has had cancer. Correct. So, okay, that makes sense. But the out of sight, out of mind is a hard sell. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it shouldn't be a sell. I mean, it, it truly shouldn't be. No, it should be like, but with health and wellness, I mean, if you get people that they're running, you know, you're changing your diet, this is just something where you could go do the test. It makes me want to go do it. Yeah. So, I mean, just to see. That's fascinating. I didn't know that you could even do that. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to mention is when you were talking about the farmer earlier, the, the yeah. that we go and do that. You know, I, I also think about that too, though. If you get that and you're working and you talked about how it would make you maybe want to change behavior, I could see how you'd also be like, hey, I can go do stem cells again. Right. You know what I mean? So that could go either way where you're like, all right, well, um, I'm going to, I feel great. You know, it's almost like you, if you know you can go do that, you're not going to have to change your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, in a way. I mean, to a point, you know, I mean, you can't, um, See, what, what's the analogy? I want to jump back on a McDonald's, but that's all right. I don't like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, if, if I would go, if I would, you know, if I go have that, that 90 million stem cell and I'm still cranking the egg McMuffin and, and potato pancakes and, um, and a coffee and orange juice every morning, um, you know, it, sooner or later, it's not going to work. Gotcha. I mean, you just you're just completely defeating the purpose. Mm -hmm. So that's what you have to have an understanding and a talk with, and say, "Hey, look, we need this is part of it. Right? You have to make these changes, just like you would with the medicine you were taking before. Right? Because if you're seeing a cardiologist or your you know your normal practitioner, they're going to tell you to change diet, exercise, get sleep, right, and all of those things. Right? Absolutely. Gotcha. So there, 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 and there's that. That's where that mind shift is. Just like he's talking about where, where. Like I started doing, like you started doing your blood work every year. And like, no, I want to go see, I want to go see how, what I've been doing. Do I get this result? So it's like, it, so I'm going to jump back on the farmer. It's like, all right, I've been planting this seed all this time, been doing this kind of fertilizer, but let's do something different with the fertilizer still same the seed. And let's see if I get a different result. Right? Right. So it's, a, it's the, it's the, Bridging the gap, bridging the thought of like, all right, what do you do as a farmer on your everyday life, everyday business in, in the field versus what do you do in your life? 
So you you investigate the seed of whatever crop you're going to plant. Mm-hmm. You investigate. You have an agronomy report of your soil conditions. You have you have a and then also on what what kind of fertilizer do I need to have to fix my soil. So if we just if we just bridge the gap, walk across the bridge and say, all right, my lifestyle, what I'm eating is the seed that I put in the ground. How I'm taking care of myself is the fertilizer that I'm putting on my ground. In in so in my mind, it's a simple it's a simple conversion, but it may not be because over here it's a change. It's a big change here. Here, um, well, we're just gonna let somebody else spray the crop and not have to worry about it, mm-hmm. right? Over here, now it's the human instinct. Like, all right, I got to change my mindset. Yep. Um, I can't. I can't uh, be eating a bag of Doritos and, and Tostitos and a six-pack of beer and fall asleep in my seat every night. Right. Right? Right. I have to change something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, no, and I see how it could be almost like the second lease on life type thing, too, where you're like, ooh, now I, so I wasn't feeling good. I came in for a reason. Now I get that. Now I am feeling good. I want to change things. So, I, yeah, so I get that, too. I can see that go either way. <laughs> And so we are yeah. right. We are working right now, and, and it's part of me doing this. And there's a, like I said, there's a handful. There's I actually have four four guys and one lady, and they're sitting waiting for me. They're waiting, kind of see, all right, what's what's going on. I take that back. One, it's a husband and wife team, and and they they want to be proactive. They're I mean they're they're really proactive, um, on on their game, and they're they're going down this road of where they want to be doing. Um, they're doing the, going to do the same thing that I did. They're going to do the full, a full panel. Yep. Um, they're going to do their systemic IVs, and and they actually they also have a nutritionist um, that we're working with out of Fort Collins. Um, she's going to be working with us in creating this new protocol that we're working on right now, and it'll be a year's program. Ooh. So this year's program will include will include an IV stem cell, will include uh, thermography, um, will. We'll include uh, monthly chiropractic adjustments. Um, we'll include what we have is called a decompression machine. Um, and What's that? What's a decompression machine? So, so a machine? decompression machine is specifically for the lower backs so that we can rehydrate the cushion or rehydrate the disc um, in your lower back. So that's that can be, we use that right now for very, very chronic backs or people facing back surgery that maybe not want to do the stem cells, and we want to, they want to do everything they can until the stem cell because it's it's uh, um, based upon based upon your body weight, based upon your mass, based upon what's going on. I mean, there's a monetary figure to that, and that's different on every single person. Is um, it in, in as much as what you need to take for effectiveness? Correct. Okay. So they're trying to do everything they can, and then you know, then they're like, okay, right. might and, have to right. And so then then they're then they're at that then they're at that why like all right. Um, either I'm going to go down and have a surgical consult or maybe I've already had a surgical consult and I'm going to go that road or let's say we're going to do, let's give stem cells a shot. But but we're creating, we're working on right now and based upon the program will be based upon me and these other these other patients that are doing doing all of this and we'll create a year program. So there'll be a year commitment. Gotcha. And you follow it for a year and then yep. you're going to have, and since you guys are all doing it, you're going to have all of the data and the Correct. results and Correct. And then you're going to try and roll that out. Like if somebody yep. wanted to do that, they just yep. come down. And, and we completely roll that out. Gotcha. 
what uh do you have a so the decompression chain or no yeah, yeah decompression, decompression do you have a uh what other kind of sports science things do you have going on down there? So the cool thing we have is is called PMF, and that's a pulsed electromagnetic frequency. And so that was really, that was designed in Italy um, back in the 60s. And right now they use that, I mean, they use it all, all across the sports arenas, even in the horses. So they actually have a blanket that goes on the race horses. But they have to, the owners have to sign have to sign a waiver that they can't use the PMF blanket on the horse 24 hours prior to race because it's the advantage of, of what that does. So what does what does PMF do? So it's a magnetic field, but it pulsates it pulsates the cell. So within the cell is the is the that's where the cell come that's where the oxygen comes from. That's where ATP is produced. Right. ATP. And so as you're stimulating as you're stimulating these hundreds of thousands of cells, you're getting you're getting uptake of oxygen. You're getting this increase of ATP, and so the the more oxygen you have, then you have more oxygenation of the tissues. So you have more oxygen readily to use. So they are they are not allowed to use that 24 hours prior to a race. Mm. So we use that we use that for anything anything, unless you unless you're pregnant, um, have a pacemaker. But we use it for bone healing. We use it for depression. We use it for bipolar. Um, we use it for wound healing. Obviously, low back pain, neck pain, shoulder rehab. We use it for people that's had their knee replaced and then um, they're still having some issues. So we can do that um, right through even even right through the knee metal. I mean, the metal in the knee or the metal in the hip. So it it doesn't make a difference that what kind of metal that's in there, it can still be used. Huh. But it magnifies the healing up to tenfold. So anyone that has a sports injury or... Oh, anytime. Anybody has a sports injury. Is this something that's widely adopted? It's Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty widely adopted. Huh. It's, it's, um, it's been out there for a long time. It's new. I mean, it's, it's new to people because it's, to, it's just more held in the, more held in the, the professional sports or the, the higher-end collegiate. Gotcha. Um, or your... You know, however many million dollars a racehorse costs, I don't know, but that's where they've been using it up to yeah, this point. That's where they've been using it a lot. What? How long does something like that take? Depends on your condition. Uh. You know, if a bone, let's say a bone fracture, it, it'll heal that in half the time. No kidding. And, and, huh? Yeah, and we've seen that right here in our little office in Burlington. Huh. That's good to know. I'm glad people are hearing about that. Yeah, and we've had that. Uh, we've been going on that for like eight years. Interesting. That's very cool. What about a hyperbaric chamber? Do you have that yet? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Didn't the school get it's that or somewhere around here? The high school got it? I mean, it? Uh, the hospital. The hospital got it. Yeah, the hospital has one. But right now, they're, they're only using it for wound healing, is my understanding. Um, but there's so many there's so many advances that, oh, yeah. that, you know, that, could be, that could be done with. And in the world of stem cell, there's a lots of research out there on PubMed.gov of using using the hyperbaric chamber in conjunction with the stem cell. So you get your stem cell injection. Now, I don't know the scientific, I don't know the, the biochemistry behind this because I haven't studied because I don't have access to it right. yet. Um, if, if where you have your stem cell injection, there's probably a period of time before you go start having a hyperbaric chamber, hyper, hyperbaric chamber sessions done. Uh-huh. But there's, there's, uh, there's something to that where, the hyperbaric chamber will magnify 
the viability of the stem cells. Huh. I wonder why that is. You mean if you do the sessions before and, and then during and after or my understanding is you do the stem cells and then and then then you do your hyperbaric chambers for a period of time. Huh. Is my understanding. This, you know what I was thinking about too, and this will age a little bit, but uh you know who's probably tried all this like thirty years ago? Bill Romanowski. Do you remember him? He was doing all of this stuff. I know. I used to treat real Roman Astro oh, the Broncos. Really? Because I was going to say he had the hyperbaric chamber. He had it in his house. At his house. And then he probably he was probably doing stem cells. You never know. I mean, if, if it was cutting edge, he was doing right. it. Right. So, huh. What else? Any other cutting edge things that are um, going on? Or We got methylation. So methylation is a new kid on the block. That was, uh, we just got certified last, um, last August in Seattle. And so we have a level two certification, um, December 3rd and 4th in Orlando. So methylation occurs in every singular tissue. So methylation is called a methyl group. So this extremely, it's extremely biochemistry driven. So the, the easiest way to say it is like, if you got a Ford, you can go to the Ford dealership or wherever you take your car because your check engine light comes on, right? Mm -hmm. So the check engine comes on. Well, then if I walk across that bridge again, now it's the human that has a symptom, right? So you take it into the car, into the dealership, they hook it up to the computer, they hook it up and they say, well, it's throwing this code. Yep. Based upon this code, this sensor is out of place or this sensor is bad or faulty or plugged or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So the methylation, so we do a methylation test and it comes up and it tells us what kind of, it's called a SNP. So single nucleopeptide, but that what tells us is that that gene has mutated in within or in this methylation pathway that occurs in every organism, every cell in our body. So if that becomes mutated via the sensor is plugged or bad, then will the car run right? Probably not. Or the check engine light saying, hey, you need to get this fixed before your engine stops or engine crashes or Something else is going to go wrong. Huh. So in the world of methylation is the same thing. So where we we start having mutated genes, we still function, but now we may not function at the same level that we used to function at. Or now maybe we have, um, we started noticing um, blood sugar issues. We started noticing hypertension issues, but maybe it's not, maybe everything with my heart is fine and my hypertension is coming from my liver. And because, and potential is that there is a, a methylation issue going on with my liver. Mm. So those, so then we add a very specific vitamin supplementation to fix that methylation group, which in turn can fix the liver, which in turn has a potential of changing the blood pressure. Mm. And so that, that is, that's really new. Um, yeah. How does somebody know that they, to take that test or, or what does it involve? Methylation, as I just had a conversation with this with this uh, representative on on Tuesday, is that she asked what she was. What can we do for you? I said, I need literature, so patients can understand what this is, because we we cannot survive if that wasn't going on. But it's one of those things that we don't look at it. It's like brain based wellness. You know, you can look yourself or. I don't know if people look at themselves in the mirror all the time. I imagine somebody does, but either, you know, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, mm -hmm. you know, plucking your gray eyebrows out or whatever. Right. right, right. 
but we never pay attention to what's inside our brain until we start out one day when you grab we go grab that bottle and something's not right and something's not right you know and then i try to then i'm then i'm trying to hide my trimmer or yeah okay, okay? Yeah. so so then now then then they're starting like okay i need to go check i need to go check this out instead of so my point is that every single person that has a heartbeat should have methylation testing done what is that what do you do uh, two different ways we can do we can do a send you out we can do a dna swab um, send that out and and that's not that's uh you can go have a uh, uh, what's it called one two three me or something like that um, Twenty-three and me. Close. So, you can, <laughs> so, so you can have that, but it, I mean that's that's a, like a general broad um, that shows that you may have what's called the the MTHFR gene. Mm. That's a mutated methylation gene that's really really common. Huh. Um, but we can with the, the new studies that we're bringing on board that we can do this via blood um, or saliva, and we can really nail those down to be very very specific. Interesting. Yeah, it's really it's really <clears throat> interesting, it, but it's uh, it's really difficult to explain because it's so biochemistry driven. the The easiest way for me to explain that is by the code of your car. You know, your a you know, your car's throwing this code. That means that you got this sensor problem. We got to fix the sensor, and you're on your way. You're, you're throwing this you're throwing this methylation group or this mutated gene mm-hmm. that's creating this pathway not to be operating properly. You're not getting conversion. Um, of like say your your own body's hydrogen peroxide is not getting converted into hydrogen and carbon, and and so you're getting this oxidative stress built up inside of you because of this methylation gene. So we give them uh, a certain supplement, a very very specific supplement, and then retest in ninety days and see where we're at. Hmm. So is that something that would work with? I, I'm hearing a lot about and I feel like we're getting more awareness around our gut, right? The biome yeah. and, and how important that is yeah. to overall wellness and the whole body. Yeah. <clears throat> is that something that would put test for that or what? No. Do you know anything about that? I mean, what's going on with so, that? Cause I mean, I, I know it's kind of rising up. I'm seeing more articles about it. And, and there is a lot about gut health. They actually say the guts, your second brain, you know, and, and Dr. Perlmutter, um, that's who he's in the, he's in, MDE neurologist, uh, he, he, his first book wrote, uh, um, grain brain. And then mm. he, he just came out with another one, uh, the brain master or something like that. But the grain brain was really, was really massive. And it talked about how, um, that ties into his bio, into the biome, but it also really ties into, into the gluten sensitivity uh-huh. and, um, what's it called? It's called a protein called zonulin that if you have these issues, then you end up having like what's called a leaky gut. And so then that colon, you, you can't have your proper biome or microbiome in that colon if your colon is leaching out all of these toxins. So leaky gut is simply like, instead of like having a nice brand new garden hose as your colon, uh-huh. then you have a, a, a soaker hose in there. And so these toxins are are leaching out inside of, inside of you. That's and, not good. No. How do you get tested for that? Or what are the symptoms of that? So there, that could be tested, you know, that could be tested via done a smear test, which is through your stool samples. That can be done via blood. Um, Vibrant America, that's who we use. We use Vibrant America to um, test. And that, that's, all, that's all blood. 
Huh. And how does somebody know if they have that, like leaky gut? Um, I, and that, I, you, you know, I'm not like, put, do you feel like crap? Huh. You know, and, and you're bloated all the time. Um, you know, I personally don't, but you yeah. may have, you may have, uh, like, um, the doc, the, your MD may say, you know, you may have, you may have, uh, uh, irritable bowel. Um, you may want to get tested for celiac, um, autoimmune disease for the colon. Um, there's, there's multiple things. You may have an outbreak of, of acne. Um, and they're thinking a lot of that does have to do with your gut. Now. Absolutely. We didn't used to realize the correlation. I don't think. No. Huh. Very interesting. No. And the other thing about the gut is, is that, that 90% of your serotonin. So dopamine and serotonin is, is your two feel good neurotransmitters. 90% of that is produced in your colon. Mm-hmm. So think about this. I'm back to McDonald's again, but if you, if you're, you're, <laughs> you're eating, you're having McDonald's one or two meals a day, or maybe even one meal a day. That's not good. That guy made, remember that movie he did yeah. where he ate McDonald's for like 30, 30 days, 30 days and like almost died. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So now what happens if when you're putting all that processed in your colon's not healthy, right? Right. So, so if your colon's not healthy, and yet the colon produces 90% of your serotonin. Well, I didn't know that. And, ser- and serotonin is, you know, is one of your two good feel-good neurotransmitters. It makes what makes you happy. It makes what makes you want to have life, right? Hmm. So here, here you go. If you're, if you're eating McDonald's every day, I guarantee you have a shitty outlook. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, well put. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that 90% of serotonin was in your colon. Yeah, it's produced out of there. It's produced out of your colon. Yeah. So, so what happens if, you know, you hear about people that get colon cancer or whatever, they take out a big part of their colon. So does that, do they get injections? Can you get serotonin? Like, is there a way to replace it? I And I don't know. I know that's a, I don't mean to put yeah, you on the I spot. Don't, I don't know. I don't know that answer. Huh. Interesting. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, and then, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming in today. And Absolutely. then I want to have you come back when you get your results, okay. you know, in you three betcha. months or six months for sure. Um, what, if anyone wants to get more information that's listening to this on iTunes or watching it, um, about any of this stuff, where's the best resource? Do you want to give out your websites? On both sure. Or? I mean, you can always, you can always call the office 719-346-7993. Um, and, uh, we can, you know, any questions there we can help you with, or you can go to our website is www.rejuvenatestemcellcenter.com. Okay. And then on the other stuff as well, is that your other? Yeah. You, so, so then on the all the other stuff on what we do in our office, then you can go to www.ramuschiropractic at, uh, no, Ramus Chiropractic and Wellness Center.com. Okay. Well, perfect. Thanks again for coming in. I you appreciate it. Thank you. We'll have you back. All right. All right. Plan. Thanks. Okay. Thank you.